Last Tuesday was a turbulent day for the U.S. markets. The S&P 500 fell 1.5%, the Dow Jones dropped 575 points, and the tech-heavy Nasdaq ended 1.3% lower. Near-term bond yields jumped, stocks fell, and the dollar extended gains. Meanwhile, the two-year Treasury yield nearly hit 5%, its highest level since 2007. And it all happened following the first day of Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell's testimony before Congress. Although inflation has been moderating in recent months, the process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy. As I mentioned, the latest economic data have come in stronger than expected, which suggests that the ultimate level of interest rates is likely to be, to be higher than previously anticipated. Stocks closed mixed on Wednesday, the second day of Powell's testimony, as he has questioned Powell on a wide range of issues, including inflation, the debt ceiling standoff, and the US dollar's status as the world's reserve currency. Here are the main takeaways from his speech. Last year, the Fed has raised interest rates 4.5% to cool inflation. This year rates will be published later this month following fresh jobs and inflation data. Powell recognizes roughly 2 million Americans could lose their jobs due to central banks' efforts to slow the economy. Powell also says he is more concerned about the threat of lingering inflation as prices rose 0.6% in January, according to Commerce Department data. Now the markets are trying to digest all these comments from his speech and questioning whether the U.S. can bring down inflation without triggering a recession. Tülay Kalyon, Hazendaroğlu, TRT World. For more on this, let's go to economist Daha Arvas, who is an adjunct professor of finance at Boğaziçi University in Istanbul. Daha, thank you very much for being with us today. My pleasure. So we've seen Powell's speech really send markets into a, a tailspin this week, right. moving currencies, but also stocks, and most importantly, also bonds. First of all, why? What's, what's happened? So what the, the, the Federal Reserve Chairman is trying to do is trying to telegraph this news to the world that uh, we are vigilant, we will continue to increase interest rates where necessary. Um, there's a lot of data to be processed between now and the next meeting, but should it be, should it, that data point to a more relaxed environment, then we'll come back and hit hard and make sure interest rates are, are up in order to decrease inflation. This is our goal, we'll do whatever is necessary. And that's why he, he purposely tried to scare the markets really. I mean, in, in a way, he's managed, if you really want to right. scare the markets, right? Because we've seen that higher interest rates can be a problem. Right. We've seen uh, SVB, um, this bank yesterday, well, the stock price collapsed 60% right. and another 60% today. First of all, can you help us make sense of what's been happening, but also what's the contagion risk there? Right, so that's the major risk. It's not that SVB Bank by itself is a large retail bank. It's actually a very relatively small bank for startups in Silicon Valley. Um, but the, the, the risk that they took, they invested in bonds, or in, rather in, 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 uh, in securities that were interest rate sensitive, mostly mortgage-backed securities, things like that. And the problem is, now we're realizing that those who hold things that are interest rate sensitive may have problems. So the Federal Reserve is gonna do whatever they can to stop this contagion risk. They're gonna say this bank is, there's no problem with liquidity, we'll save it, we'll do whatever is necessary. And this may even impact the Fed's interest rate decision. Because if this is, there's a number out in 2019, $6 billion in losses, our unrealized gains was the number for banks. This year now, that number is $600 billion. So the Fed doesn't wanna play 
uh, mm -hmm. risk, take a risk here, and so they'll do whatever they can to tell people that, yes, we're trying to raise interest rates to cool inflation, but no, we're not going to raise them too fast to break the economy. Right. And I mean, what would happen, in your opinion, if Silicon Valley Bank were to collapse? Yeah, that, that would be the worst case scenario. I, I, don't, I don't see that happening only because the 2008 Great Recession was a great example of what happens when you don't save uh, banks like Lehman Brothers uh, initially or, uh, or Bear Stearns. So they're going to do whatever they can to avoid that. So there's no way the bank itself will go bankrupt, that, that uh, depositors will lose money. But uh, the reality is uh, that it would be, if that happened, it would be uh, a nightmare for everyone. Meanwhile, the U.S. has just reported the widely anticipated monthly jobs report, which could influence the Federal Reserve's monetary policy. The world's largest economy has added 311,000 new jobs in February, beating analysts' expectations. The figure is well below January's whopping 504,000, but still remained higher than what officials consider in line with easing price pressures. However, the unemployment rate unexpectedly rose to 3.6% from 3.4% due to a rise in labour force participation. Hourly earnings increased 0.2% month on month, marking the slowest increase since February 2022. And US stocks have opened slightly higher on Friday, despite fears that solid jobs report could increase chances of a half-point rate hike from the Federal Reserve. Right, and on this point, uh, Taha, I mean, we've seen very strong, uh, essentially, labour market data. Does right. it mean, in a way, that uh, the Fed next move might see a higher increase in interest rates? Uh, I think the Fed is actually going to step back. I think this, this story has a lot to do with the previous story. Uh, just uh, the Silicon Valley Bank story by itself is a very important factor. But unemployment, the unemployment rate increased. That's what the Fed was looking for. And more importantly, the year-on-year increase in wages uh, slowed. It hasn't been below, about, excuse me, below 5% except for once in the last two years. So this number, I think it was 4.6 growth year on year in, in hourly in, uh, in wages, was great that it came down. So the Fed is mm -hmm. looking to keep that number down and unemployment's going up. So I think this is, this is the Goldilocks scenario for the Fed uh, in, this, in this environment. Right. And Taha, one last question for the bond market side of things, because we've seen uh, this week, actually, the Yield curve inverse, right? right? Uh, with the very high two-year Treasury notes that touched five uh, percent and beyond. I mean, and, and some analysts say obviously this often this is a sign a harbinger for a recession. I right. mean, is it the case in your opinion that a recession will take place and there won't be any <laughs> soft landing as such? So there, there's, there, I, I see two scenarios. I see either uh, no recession and no landing, or. Uh, a recession like we've we've never seen before. So either it's going to be the greatest recession we've ever seen, or it's going to be the other one, um, because uh, the risks to the upside and downside are so huge. Uh, I think the Federal Reserve has a very difficult position. Normally, this is what that means, but this is we're in anything but a normal environment. So it's anyone's guess, frankly. Uh, but uh, let's hope that we don't uh, experience that.